Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dougster Bob Discussions. This live that we did was really fun. There was so many good questions and it went on for a little bit longer than normal. So the Q&A portion will be slightly longer than you're used to, but hey, who's going to complain? If anyone complains, I'll be very upset. So today we're going to be talking about some BMX news, mostly part releases, but a little bit of sponsor news. And then we're going to get into the Q&A portion. We talked about whether or not a certain bike is good at a lower price. This is a bike that I was very disappointed in. We talked a lot about older riders getting back into the sport and how they can feel comfortable at the skate park, what to expect when you're getting back on the bike for the first time, and so, so much more. So let's get right into it. <laughs> so for the bmx news like i said it is a little bit dry um, but we the people is kind of teasing us a little bit we are seeing some new colors out for we the people's frames and some other parts so they're dropping their new frames very soon just a few days ago they posted uh, felix pragenberg's signature pathfinder frame new colors it looks really really nice um, a multicolored black to chrome and then anyway just all their parts or all their frames are coming out with new colors but we also saw a post here they're just teasing me, man. They are straight up teasing me. A We The People hashtag revolver with the honey emoji. This thing is absolutely beautiful. It's a copper color. And oh boy, oh boy. I'm, I'm just really excited for these 2022 bikes to finally come out. So as far as when everything's coming out, we have not seen a set date. Months ago, they said new bikes coming soon. And uh, I don't know, in terms of soon, I guess it depends who you ask. To me, soon is a couple of days, but to them, maybe it's a couple of years or a couple of months at the very least. But either way, um, that is some things that are coming out that I know you guys are really, really looking forward to. And then we've got a Division brand Vitara Guard Sprocket, and this thing is beautiful. Just hit up RBMX on Instagram or Division brand on Instagram to check out this sprocket. It's a guard sprocket like the name says, but it has some really cool designs around the outer ring, and it, it looks like it's a simplistic design, but the outer edge just adds so much more pizzazz to it, I guess. Uh, pizzazz is a good word. And then I saw a post here about Powers Bike Shop and the Profile Crew doing a Power Hour. And the only reason, I'm not going to talk about the video, I wanted to talk about Powers Bike Shop for a little bit because Chad Powers is in BMX Sickness, a very popular Facebook group uh, for BMX riders. And initially I'd seen Chad going around and putting Powers Bike Shop stickers over other bike shop stickers at popular trail locations or street spots. And I was thinking like, hey, Chad, this is kind of kind of dirty quit doing that you know and but let's see so anyway chad though his interaction inside of the um the group has just been incredible he's so helpful to anyone asking questions and he's not overly pushy about buying from powers bike shop uh, in one particular post he said hey you know albies is a great bike shop empire is a great bike shop just go from wherever you want um, we have this stuff too but he's not very pushy about it and so um over the last couple of weeks i've seen him in the group with a lot more just he's just been very helpful so i've got a lot of respect for him so far um it'd be fun to sit down and talk with him and learn a little bit more about what powers bmx bike shop is all about and what they're 
their mission is and their goals are. They seem very involved in the BMX community, so I would love to learn more. And you guys, I encourage you guys to check it out. Maybe some your your normal bike shop doesn't have something in stock, so you want to check out Powers and see what they've got. So on from some news. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're going to talk about, speaking of Felix Pragenberg, there's a handful of things going around about Felix Pragenberg, but he says, as of this year, I won't be riding for Etnies any longer. I would like to thank everyone at Etnies, especially United, Ian, for everything they did for me over the past three years. So he is parting ways, but it is nothing, nothing but love. And that's good to see. It's good when you're able to kind of separate and uh and keep it positive because he's just going on to do different things you know sometimes y- your wife and you don't have the same future so you got to split up that's just how it goes and another thing sponsorship news I sh- i'm sure we all saw chase hawk's announcement where he says i'm excited to share that as of today i will now be riding for fly bikes parts i'm honored to be a part of this incredible company and team which consists of so many people i respect and have looked up to in my bmx career now and then at the bottom he says just a heads up i'm still riding for colt for my frame and all my signature parts um frame bars and cranks i don't understand nothing wrong with you know this but i just don't understand this is in my opinion this is really odd Colt makes components. As far as I know, they make everything that Fly does for the most part. Why is he, how does Robbie, how does Robbie Morales feel about that? How does Colt feel about that? That he's, I don't know. I Chase has played a huge role in Colt's success. So I'm sure he's at the point where he can leverage and do essentially whatever he wants. And they're just going to be like, Hey, as long as you're still part of Colt, man, go crazy. You know, you want to ride for Chuck E. Cheese, go crazy. It's, they're not going to jump in the way at all. And they're going to let him do his own thing. But to me, I don't think many other BMX riders could do something like that. Like essentially ride for two companies that aren't really related, like Sunday and Odyssey, very related. Um, you know, one's core components and one's parts, but, uh, these two, I don't know. I feel like they're a little more of a competition here where, you know, Odyssey doesn't make complete bikes. Sunday makes complete bikes. Granted, it's all owned by the same thing. So maybe that's a bad analogy, but fly makes complete bikes. Colt makes complete bikes. Fly makes frames. Colt makes frames. How is he going to ride for, you know, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe you guys understand. Send me a message. I would love to hear it. Okay, and then last thing, Felix Pragenberg, one more time, we've got a huge congrats to Linda Grabner and Felix Pragenberg for taking home Best Newcomer, Street Rider, and Video Part in 2021 from the Freedom BMX Magazine Awards. Uh, Good job, man. Good job. Very happy for them. Very, very happy for them. So anyway, those are some things that are going on. The other thing I just wanted to talk about real quick before we carry on. Uh, to the Q&A section of this podcast episode is that USA BMX Freestyle is starting up their contests again. So if you guys want to ride, even if you're just an entry-level rider or beginner rider, you can get your feet wet with some contesting and check out the USA BMX Freestyle Stops. I know they also have a lot of online freestyle events or competitions where you post a run, no cuts, no edits, and uh, it's judged that way. So anyway, check that out. There's one in Tucson coming up at the end of January, and I'm going to try my best to make it out that way just to hang out and meet up with everyone that I haven't seen in so long. It's only a few hours away, so I want to head over that way. If you're around Tucson, come hang out with me and uh, the other freestyle BMX riders. 
And that's pretty much it. We got on news, guys. Uh, for everyone who is in the live and able to get their questions answered today, thank you so much for hanging out. I love it. If you guys missed the live, make sure to come by every Friday at 11 a.m. and get your questions answered or at least hang out with the rest of the community. All you Dugster Bobbers are awesome. Now, enjoy this live. There's so much, so much value from this Q&A. So let's go. Uh, Gabe says last stream you recommended the We The People Nova. I got it and it's awesome. Are there pegs you recommend for the bike? Gabe, that's good that you like the Nova. That's definitely good. Um, yeah, and normally, I don't normally recommend the Nova, but in your instance, it seemed like it would be a pretty solid bike for you based on where you're at with riding and everything. Um, pegs, I don't, here's my thing on pegs. Now you guys can disagree. Some people definitely disagree. Um, for the most part, most pegs are gonna be the same. You just need to choose between plastic pegs or metal pegs, um, pegs with a plastic sleeve or pegs that are made of metal. Um, the metal ones are gonna last a lot longer, but they're not gonna slide as good on all surfaces. The plastic ones you can, grind on just about anything they don't last very long though so that's kind of the thing now brand wise i think they're all pretty much the same and i also think pegs are very expensive like what the colt butter pegs are 20 dollars a pop that's 80 dollars for four pegs that's crazy that that's crazy to me i guess um i think that's crazy so anyway that's my thought on pegs just find some pegs decide if you want plastic or metal you can choose between different lengths i don't think that matters that much um and yeah and yeah that's it so, um, Raider All had a good question here. I, I skipped it, but now I'm back at the top. So I'm gonna start at the top, um, but oh, 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 should I start with the story? Do I even have a story for you guys? Oh, I do, I do have a story. So while I'm telling the story, if you guys have any questions, throw them in there, um, but look at this. All right, so this I got for you guys. Well, I mean, obviously it's for me, but it'll be for, from better videos, different videos. So it's a chest mount, right? You guys, I'm sure you've seen a chest mount. It's for, uh, it's got a phone adapter instead of a GoPro adapter, cause I don't have a GoPro. And a lot of the videos that I put up, I've been putting my phone in my pants, like in the belt waistline, and then I'll just film from there. And, and it's not bad, honestly. And like your, your shirt sometimes gets over the camera, whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna get this. And then I can just chest mount my phone and, uh, and ride with it. And look at this thing. Well, and I kind of don't like it on it already, but let's see. So we got our phone in the chest mount. Okay, you see it? Look at that. Okay, but here's the problem. This that this is tight, as tight as it'll go. And it's flippity flopping around. So I gotta figure that out. Chinese hunk of junk. <sighs> yeah, it's as tight as it'll go and it's still, anyway. Uh, so once I figure that out, these will be really cool uh, POV videos that I can do. And uh, it'll be better than the phone in the pants, but not if it keeps flipping down like that. I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys know? What do you guys think? Is there any option here to make this not happen? It uses the GoPro mounting deal. Like, you know, this is how GoPros connect different GoPro mounts. And like I said, it's as tight as it'll go. Maybe I need like, I wish they had a solid one. GoPro might, no, but then this won't hook on there. So anyway, I have no idea, but what do you guys think? Is there an option? Because otherwise I'm just gonna super glue it and that's not very cost effective. Okay, so that's my story for the day. Um, <laughs> I wanna go play with it today and get a couple clips, but not if it's gonna flop down like that. That's just terrible, terrible. Um, anyway, Raider Al says, should I keep my free coaster on my Letum? Or, hey, Boban, if you're on the stream and you just subscribed to Bike School, thank you, man, I appreciate it. Just popped up and said that Boban subscribed. So thank you so much, man. Uh, Raider Al says, should I keep my free coaster on my Letum or upgrade to the planetary free coaster from Colony? Um, Raider Al, I think 
this is my thing, okay? I really, really enjoyed riding the BSD Revolution when I did. Um, my biggest issue with the free coaster is the slack. And so for me, if I was considering a free coaster, I would get a planetary because I hate the slack. Like I can't stand it. It's really uncomfortable to me, so on and so forth. Um, but I think, I think the planetary tends to engage a little bit more often. Like you, you know, you land backwards in a fakie and sometimes it'll randomly engage because your foot placement wasn't right or whatever. That'll happen more often than it does with the, uh, oh, hold on, what am I saying? With the, uh, with the normal free coaster. The normal free coaster, that doesn't happen as often because there's so much slack. So the chance of your foot being in the weird position isn't very high. Um, so if you're not too, this, the slack, the engagement thing should really only scare you if you do 180s down like like imagine 180 down a seven set you're going really fast you 180 down the seven set and then your cranks engage and it flips you backwards on your head if you're doing stuff like that like that should worry you but my type of riding doesn't involve any of that so it doesn't bother me i don't know if it would bother you but um i really think the planetary is like a, a solid thing but it's almost in a league of its own so it's like you got cassette you got free coaster and you got planetary and they're all three kind of separate so getting it and keeping your free coaster around would be a solid option because then you can switch back and forth. Like if you build up a second wheel with the planetary, um, get a new tire for it, get a tube. So then all you have to do is take off your back wheel, put the other back wheel on when you want to ride the planetary versus when you want to ride the free coaster. That's probably the best option. Now, sometimes that's not possible for everybody, but that's what I would do. That would be my thing. David had to get back to work. David, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you had to, uh, sorry we missed out. Enjoy work though. Enjoy work, man. Okay, we're shouting out Roman again, Herb again. You guys are always early in the chat. Beakzot, what's up, man? I haven't had you in here, I don't think, in a couple weeks. I hope you are well. Hope you are well. Jared says, what's happening? And I don't know if he means like, what's happening? Like, why isn't the stream started yet? Or if he means like, yo, what's happening? Um, not sure. But anyway, what's up, Jared? We love Jared. Jared's one of our favorite Dugster Bobbers. <sighs> okay. Um, oh, my. Ik hab die hail an hern prof. There's probably more to it. But anyway, he says, hello. <laughs> hello, ik hab die male an hern prof. What does that even mean? Does anyone know what that means in, uh, in English? Jared is moved into the house and he's got the bikes there. Dude, that congrats. I, I bet that was a big process. I remember when you were looking for one and you're like, oh, it's so hard to find one. So now you're finally in it. That's awesome, man. Look, oh my God, Sabath is blaming me now. He says, no, you hit me up to ride because I never know when you're in town. That's fair. I never know when I'm in town either. Sometimes I'll just go up and then I'll be like, hey, I'm here. And then no one's riding. How sad is that, huh? Hey, David is back. What's up, David? Um, he says, I got the demolition market cranks in just waiting on the 24 bottom, the 24 millimeter bottom bracket to come in. By the way, the Wade frame is super comfortable. Guys, if you remember from the last stream, uh, David ordered the Morgan Wade frame and he actually sent me a couple pictures of it put together and, and uh, it looks sick. It's actually... Uh, and it's not very heavy. I think we were, where were we talking about that, David? Was that you? I'm trying to pull up my email. I get so many emails. It's crazy. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, dude, the, the Wade frame with the gold stem and the gold rims looks beautiful. I love it. Um, super hyped for you, man. Super hyped. And 24 millimeter cranks, that thing's gonna be a beast. Okay, JPO Gabe is asking, should I get hubguards also? And this is about his earlier question about pegs. Um, Gabe, I think back in the day, I used to say like, no, hubguards are a waste of money. And then I actually got hubguards and would grind with hubguards. So you don't need them to grind, like you'll be just fine without them. But 
they will bend up your spokes, mess up your hub a little bit. And uh, if you have them, your grinds are a lot smoother. So they'll feel, you'll, you'll be on the ledge, like locked in that corner and uh, your hub guards won't be catching on the pegs, which can slow things down and make it make it a pretty rough ride. So I now I do recommend um, <laughs> hub guards after I actually wrote it for a little bit. Um, who's talking about it? <laughs> send it, what's up, send it? Send it says Bitcoin is crashing, your thoughts. Um, oh no, I think Bitcoin's always been, not overvalued, but I think like those initial big jumps that it had were oh, overvalued. Like it got to the point where People, this is, Nick and I talk about this all the time, but by the time you hear about it in the news, I think essentially it's too late. And that's when everybody starts to hop on it. You know, when it becomes something that's mainstream, like, oh my God, Bitcoin just went to $50,000. And then everyone's like, whoa, they think it's going to go to a hundred. I'm going to buy it right now. And when that influx happens, the people who bought early on are like, cool, everyone's hopping into it. I'm going to get out. And they have enough money to move it um, when they sell, like it drops. But anyway, that's kind of my thought. So I, I think Bitcoin's now it might come to an affordable price. I don't know what it's at right now, but I, I wouldn't. Oh, look, I put Yiko up on the screen. Hey, where was that other question? Um, anyway, I think let's look real quick. Let's look um, because I think maybe 20K, I'd say 20K is a good price for Bitcoin. It's still at 40,000. I just don't see it. I don't see how it's worth 40,000. You have so many other smaller ones that it's it's not practical. I don't think it's practical. Like like a, a dollar, hmm, that's really interesting. Like a dollar's worth $1. And so the the majority of things that we buy are in that probably one to $1 to $10 price range that we use all the time. And so like owning one whole Bitcoin at $40,000, you can sell off Fractions. I don't know that that's just so weird. I guess to technology, to digital currency, it's not weird. But to me, it's it's weird. Like if you if you have a forty thousand dollar Bitcoin, then you should use that one Bitcoin to buy a forty thousand dollar car or something like that. Like a one for one. Does that make any sense? That's my thought. Anyway, I think uh, Ethereum's overvalued, but all of them. I'm an XRP guy. XRP all the way. <laughs> but um everything's crashing. If Bitcoin moves up, everything else moves up. If Bitcoin moves down, everything else moves down. So the the best thing to do is just wait and see where it bottoms out. And when it does bottom out, it's going to stay for a while, I think. And that'll give everyone who wants to get in enough time to buy it. It's Caden. He says, okay, so I have a 18 inch and I'm looking to upgrade to a 20.5 and I'm a mid-level rider. I can almost 360 and I'm not, I'm not what? Oh, not sure if I should build up a custom or go with a complete. Um, sorry, meant to make one message, not two. <laughs> and then he made three. Um, okay, Caden, your best bet. Well, this is interesting because are you tall enough for a 20.5? Like, I feel like most people going from an 18 inch to a 20 inch wheel size should go to a 20.00 inch top tube and not necessarily a 20.5. Now, if you are the right height for a 20.5, go go crazy, go for a 20.5. Here, hold up, let's pull up the Dugster Bob size guide. Kind of burping, it's weird. Um, here, I'll pull it up on my screen so you guys can see, so you guys can see Kaden um, and we'll go over this. Just to double check, because if 20.5 is right for you, you have a couple of good options. If 20.00 is the better size or 20.25, they're honestly virtually, there's no good options for you as a mid-level rider. Um, so here we are. Hello, DougsterBob.com. Oh, look at all these. I need to turn the ads down. During holiday seasons, you turn the ads up because because uh, ad spend's worth more. Your earnings per milli is worth more, but I need to turn them back down. And this just reminded me, that's not too bad. Anyway, Caden, 
So if you are, look, 20.5 is going to be perfect for someone who's five foot six to five foot nine, especially if you're on an 18 inch right now, I imagine you're probably closer to like this, probably closer to five, three, um, maybe even a little bit smaller where you should be on a 20 inch. So that's the thing. So if the answer is I should be on a 20.00 inch, like that's the right size for me, go custom all the way. And I actually have a form here. Let me see if I can, uh, I don't know how I can send it to you. I'll probably trying to think because it, it guides you through building a custom 20 inch, like 20.00. It gives you a link to buy 165 millimeter cranks. It gives you a link to buy a shorter reach stem. It gives you a link to buy shorter or tall, shorter handlebars. And it guides you through building up that bike um, by giving you a link for literally everything like here check this out, check this out. And um, it's part of my email list, but I don't know how I could get it to you, you know? Oh, hold on. That's not what we wanna see, hold on, hold on. So uh, anyway, Caden, so assuming, it, if 20.5 is actually right for you, get the We The People Envy, that's really high quality, it's 20.5 option, so go with the 20.5 option, and that's your best bet. Best bet, hands down, especially at your skill level, because anything else that's a little bit um, lower quality and more affordable is gonna be uh, 20.75 or 21. So anyway, if you wanna build a 20 inch, look at this, this is so handy. Pick any frame from here. Obviously it's gonna go to Dan's comp, um, but these are all 20.00 inch frame options, okay? And if you wanna make your life easy, you could build just by a build kit, by the frame, by the build kit, and you are done. If you wanna make your life a little more complicated, you'll pick some forks from here. These are general offset forks. If you want, these are bars here. And, uh, and then anyway, it just walks you through everything that you need to know to build your own custom uh, for a smaller rider like you. Um, I'm just trying to think how I could send that to you. Uh, does anybody want this? Like if anyone's interested in, in this build guide, even though it's just for smaller people, like, let me know. Um, Kaden, I guess just let me know if that's something you want and then I will, uh, I can figure out a way to get it to you. But if not, go with the 20.5. You know what I mean? Oh, good question, Herb. Herb says, will you do more riding videos on your YouTube channel? Yes. I, I plan to, here's the thing. Um, I think that's something I'm gonna start working on more now. Um, August, September, October, November gets really busy with like bike reviews because everyone's buying a bike for Christmas and things like that. And so then at the beginning of the year, my focus kind of shifts to like ebook content um, I want to do more riding content, bike school stuff. And, uh, so anyway, that, that's kind of, I guess, Herb, one of the things, a lot of my riding goes on bike school and not necessarily Dugster Bob because Dugster Bob is more geared for, um, getting people into the sport and not necessarily about my riding, but I do want to vlog a little more. It's really hard, especially where I'm at. Cause a lot of it, I go out and ride by myself and that's not as fun. Um, when I go to El Paso and all the homies ride, then it's, it's a little bit more fun and you can actually make a video out of it, but it's really hard to make a video when it's just me out um, by myself. You know what I mean? So yes, it's in the plans for sure. It is something I'm going to do, Herb. Um, I just don't know when. I got to figure out a structure that works really well for me and that actually gives you guys some kind of value. So Jared's going to mount his bikes in the living room. I put mine in my bedroom just for this prop, like just so that when I'm making videos, you guys see a bike in the background and you're like, oh, he must ride bikes, even though I don't. Just kidding, I do, I do ride bikes sometimes, I swear. Also, we're um, redoing, we're gonna rebrand Instagram and TikTok and Facebook um, and get going with that like really hard. So that that's generally where a majority of my riding stuff goes. Um, Herb, back to your question, not necessarily on YouTube, but 
But anyway, that's that's what's going on. So Jared does Jared's recommending the Insta360 for action sports filming, um, probably because of my uh, my chest mount. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Because Sean says rubber banded, uh, rubber band the chest mount. That's a good idea. So um, Insta360. I don't know. Editing 360 seems hard because then you're constantly moving it into your 1920 by 1080 or your frame that you want to use, and you have 360 degrees of it. I, that's hard. Wow. John B says sexy. Thank, thank you, John. Thanks, John. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what's weird? If you guys hang out in the bike, um, the bike school chat, we get all the like the sex bots that are commenting like provocative emojis, but I never get that in mind. I just get John calling me sexy. Interesting. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which one's better. Um, okay, Gabe says anything else I need. Um, no, what I always tell people to, I've been trying to drink my water for a minute. What I always tell people to do, Gabe, is, is just ride the bike and enjoy the bike until things start to break. Um, now some people preventative replace parts way beforehand. I just wait and then I'm like, hey, my, uh, my sprocket's making a funny sound. I think I'm going to replace it. And hey, oh, look, there's a crack on my cranks. I better get new cranks. Um, that's how I've always been just because it's like, why fix what ain't broken? That's the, the motto. And uh, uh, no, I don't think you need anything else. Now, at, over time, as you progress and, and everything else, you'll probably want to upgrade to double wall rims. Maybe you want taller bars. Like there'll be a bunch of things, but then the options are totally yours. Like you can that you just want and uh, and make the bike your own, make it custom, you know? Um, hey, Jax Crypto, what's up Jax Crypto? We haven't seen Jax Crypto in a while. Jax and I will always talk about crypto. And uh, to answer the Bitcoin drop question, Jax says it's just a pullback by now. I wonder how bad Jax disagrees with me about Bitcoin being overpriced. Hey, Stuart, what's up Stuart? I saw Stuart hanging out in the other live that didn't work out, but now Stuart is here. Uh, Stuart, is a master bike mechanic guy. So if you guys have any master bike mechanic questions, Stuart can help you out. All right, David had to get back to work again uh, like 10 minutes ago. So have fun at work, David. Dude, thank you. You guys, you know how much it means to me that you guys will like take the time out of whatever you're doing to come here and hang out for a little bit. Like, I really love that. You guys are awesome. Sean, I don't even know how to pronounce that. What about gold pressed latium? Lat latinum? Latinum. I don't even know what that is. I have no idea. Oh, Jared's got to go to lunch. Jared, you go, go go have some lunch, man. Go have lunch. It's all good. It's all good. You'll uh, Jared's always on the bike school stream on Mondays. And uh, what are you guys going to have for lunch, though? That is the real question. Name says, hey, Doug, thanks for helping me choose my bike. I got the We The People Justice and I love it. Awesome. That will be a great bike for you. Name, um, I hope you enjoy it. Is that what's your profile picture too? Look at that, he is justiced out. He's justiced out. I love helping you guys get bikes. See, so now I've got like two in the chat on my journey to a million. So I don't know, we're, we're probably probably around like 3,000 people, helping 3,000 people get a bike. And uh, that's a long ways from a million, but we'll get there. We will get there. Hmm, Yiko, do you have any tips for doing a 180? I can only rotate 90 degrees. It's it's really hard to say, Yiko, without seeing where you're at with the trick, like what you're actually doing. Um, the biggest issue that people have generally is that they, um, they're not turning their head. So like they'll pop for the 180, but they'll stay looking straight and they'll like twist their shoulders in their bike. And you need your head to look behind you because that's your head turns. So your shoulders turn, which turns your hips, which turns your bike. And that's kind of the, the cascade of it all. 
all. You've got to be turning your head, especially with 360s and 540s. Like, um, so make sure you're turning your head. But yeah, without seeing you actually try the trick, that's that's the best tip I can give you. Be nasties commenting on a bike school video. He's not in the live. <laughs> oh, Bobby. That's Bobby. We love Bobby. Oh, and name is also trying to learn a 180. So yeah, guys, make sure that you guys are just turning your head and uh, looking behind you. But there's a lot that goes into it. Like you've got to compress your body. You've got to uncompress. You've got to twist. You've got to carve. It's there's like five different things that go together with it. So practice, 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 practice. And then if you guys ever, if you guys I imagine you guys are younger. I don't know. Um, if you guys ever can convince your parents to get into bike school, like that is the, that's it. You know, that's, that's where it all happens because we have the in-depth 180 video there. So the 180 video that will teach you exactly how to 180, but then there's also like in the Facebook group, you can upload your videos and then Nick and I can look at what you're doing on that 180 attempt. And then we can say, Hey, you're not doing this or you're not doing this and, uh, and guide you to actually land it. That's the best way that we figured out to actually help people. So, um, Oh, I skipped all the way down to the bottom, but uh, Sabayeth says, bye, Dougie. Bye, Sabayeth. Have a good day, man. We will ride soon, I promise. Um, what is the best two-piece bars? Hmm. I, Beckham, I think any bars that you go with so that are that are a main brand, so like Rant, Mission, um, Salt, those are all lower tier brands and they're going to be a lot cheaper. So the bars from those, those brands are going to be a lot cheaper. They're not going to be not, I mean, they're probably not heat treated. It depends on the bar, but heat treated and just different things like that. Um, so any core brand that you go with, like Odyssey bars, super solid any odyssey bars any snm bars any sunday bars any like um you know any main core brand the bars are going to be great um the biggest thing you should worry about beckham is the specs uh and the geometry so like do you want 29 inch wide bars do you want 30 inch bars do you want nine inch rise do you want eight inch rise do you want five degrees of upsweep do you want one and a half degrees of upsweep that's what's going to make the biggest difference once you pick the bars um because I just, they're mostly quality wise, bars don't break very often, especially uh, main brand aftermarket bars. They just don't break very often. So it shouldn't be a huge concern as to what bars you get, like support the brands that you love and then worry about the specs more than anything. That's what, that's what I would say for you. Jalen Moore. Now I think Jalen Moore is a Brant Moore spy. I don't know. I don't know. Jalen Moore sounds like Brant Moore. Hmm. What are your favorite grips and tires that you've ever run? All right. Jalen says, what are your favorite grips and tires that you've run? Grips have always been S&M Hoder. Now, to be fair, Jared sent me these grips and I can tell these are a claw. E-claw grips, and I can tell I'm gonna really like these. So S&M Hoders have been my favorite pair of grips forever. I used to ride ODI long necks and then Colt Vans, but neither of those are very comfortable. The Hoders are comfortable and they're great. The S&M Hoders are great. Now these, look at these. So anyway, these are these E-claw grips that Jared sent me, and um, as soon as I go out and ride, I'll put them on and test them out because I think these are gonna be really great. So anyway, those are my grips. Um, tires. Sorry. <laughs> um, tires. I've always been a huge, huge, huge fan of Demolition Momentums. I accidentally ended up buying them, I think, because the skate park I was riding, uh, the indoor park in Tucson didn't have anything else. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll try these. And then I just stuck to them. They're light. They only weigh 16 ounces, ounces a piece. So generally any tire that you switch out 
to get the momentum, you're going to be saving a good amount of weight. They're cheap. They're about $25 a piece. They're not folding, so they're not Kevlar, but they're 110 PSI max. I ride them at 80 and I've never had an issue. Some people have an issue when they run them at over 100, um, but at 80, I've never had an issue. And those are my favorites for sure. Demolition momentums. Now, our good friend at Dan's comp, Mike, is saying that the stolen hive tires are amazing and they did a really good review on them on the Dan's comp YouTube. So maybe you want to check those out. I do want to test out the stolen hives and just see how I like them, but uh, momentums are my favorite for sure. So, all right, thanks. That was very helpful. That custom build guide would be awesome. I think I'm just nervous. I will grow out of a 20 inch top tube too fast. What do you think about the kink whip? I am five feet. Yeah, if, if that's hard because I don't, I don't have little children. I don't have children at all, right? So I have no idea how fast kids grow. It's really hard. Like sometimes they just, next thing you know, they're really tall. And then sometimes they just slowly grow. Um, and that's hard. Like, that's like me trying to know how to work on a Ferrari. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how fast kids grow. I don't know. Do you, anybody in here have kids know how fast they grow? Do you guys think Caden's going to outgrow this bike really fast? He's five feet. And how old are you, Caden? Did you say 13? Because that would mean like, to get the 20.5, you would have to grow more than six inches for it to be the right size for you, like to be the perfect size. Yeah, you could start to ride it at five foot six at six inches, but um, you'd have you'd have to grow quite a bit. So I don't know what your timeline is. Like, is it a year? Will you grow that fast in a year? Let's ask Google. <laughs> How fast do kids grow? They get taller at a steady pace, growing about 2.5 inches each year. Okay, when it comes to weight, we don't care about weight. Um, six to 12 year old. Well, what about after that? Oh, here average, um, safari's a hunk of junk right now. All right. Why? Look, why isn't it telling me the answer? 13 months. We don't want to know about the, look at this. You guys, it's with this new Mac safari's a, Oh, look here. Okay. Okay. Typically in the intense phase of growth or the three years between 12 and 15, um, heights are about four inches per year for boys. So that is interesting. You look at Look at the Google bar. It's all broken on here. That's crazy. Wow, that's tough. That is tough, Caden. I don't know, man. I think he's 12. Okay. Hmm. 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 I'm, I'm looking at the comments to see if anyone's got some, uh, some insight here for Caden with how fast he's going to grow. Here's what I'm going to just say, Caden. I think it's best if you go the custom route. I think that would be the best bet for you. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money, but the parts on that bike are going to last very long, right? You're not going to have to worry about them changing. And and so when you do eventually grow, let's say a year from now, the 20.5 option is best for you and you already built up a custom 20 inch, all you'd really have to do is buy a 20.5 inch frame and then you'll be set for another couple of years. And I think that would be the best option than going with like um, the kink whip is great, especially for the price, because when you talk about this custom price, you're probably going to be spending like $1,300 on the bike. And, uh, and that's a lot, that's like three kink whips. So, but with that being said, the custom will probably last as long as two or three kink whips. And, um, if you get just a 20 inch because you think you're growing to be 20.5, growing to the size where 20.5 is right for you very soon, then I'd get a lower quality 20.00 inch bike, knowing that you're going to upgrade later on and get something like the kink whip or the, we, the people envy. But if, 
you're going to get something that's almost too big for you um, and then grow into it. I just think that the amount of time you're spending from like, let's say right here's when you grow into the bike and right here's where you start with it. Like this is a long time to be on a bike that's not necessarily the right size and it could hinder your progress. And another thing that happens uh, with people that are riding an 18 inch bike is that when they go from 18 inch to 20 inch, even if it's a, even if it's a 20.00, 20 inch, like the bigger wheel size, that's uh, two inches extra added on the wheels. The wheelbase is a lot longer by two inches or so. And it makes it really hard for you to do the tricks that you can already do. And so like I see kids go from 18 to 20 inch and then they hate BMX because BMX is all of a sudden way harder than it used to be. And they just don't have as much fun riding anymore. And so that's why I really stress for these smaller guys to get a 20.00 and not a 20.5. Like as from a parent's standpoint, financially, it makes sense to get a 20.5 because they're going to grow into it but that's an extra half an inch of wheelbase that's an extra half an inch of top tube like that's going to make it really hard for the kid to ride at the level they're riding on the 18 inch right now so it should be baby steps even if you're going to be spending a little bit more money overall so i do think the 20.00 is the way to um and then as you grow get a 20.5 frame. I'm going to upload that sheet to uh, to Google Drive and I'll just send the link in the chat. So if any of you guys want it, I guess you can have it. What you'll have to do is uh, make a copy to be able to download it though, because I'm going to lock it. Hold on. Let's upload it right now. Oh no, it's a PDF. Okay. Wow. This is handy because you guys, I don't think you can edit PDFs. I guess I don't really care. Um, let me, hold on. Let me get the share link and then only people with you open can open this link. Okay. Only, oh wait, I want anyone with the link. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'm going to send this link. If any of you guys want that 20.00 inch complete bike, like guide, that link should, should, should take you there. I'm going to click it and make sure. Oh yeah. Wow. Look at that. That's so, so handy. God, you guys are, you're welcome. You guys are welcome. Um, okay. Caden, sorry. That was such a long winded answer guys. And, uh, but I really, really, really hope it helps our good friend Caden out a little bit. Roman, Roman says everyone in chat, say what bike you have. And if you guys weren't in the chat when he said that, do it right now. Cause I, I'd be really curious to see it. I'd be really curious to see it. Oh, <laughs> Sean says that this is a Star Trek currency. I've never, watch Star Trek. Um, I've watched some of Star Wars, but never the whole thing. And some of Harry Potter, uh, people, people get mad when you haven't seen stuff like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Justin, any tips for visiting a skate park for the first time? I feel like I will be the old guy. The kids are going to wonder <laughs> WTF I'm doing there. Actually, it's funny you say that. So um, I have um, a handful of different eBooks and I'm putting them all together in like a progression power pack and it's going to come with the big book of bmx specs ebook six week foundation ebook and um complete guide for beginners and that kind of walks through a little bit of the skate park stuff um but i'm also going to do seven different exclusive videos to come with all of those it's like a it'll be a $20 power pack. And uh, one of those videos that I have is first time visiting the skate park. Here's what you need to know. And here's what you need to work on. And I have it planned out. So when I make that, Justin, hopefully you're still like in the live streams and stuff. And so, um, so you'll see it. Or if you're on my email list, I'll, I'll send you, uh, send everyone that information when it's finished. And, uh, but anyway, that's, that's funny because I wasn't sure if that was a, a pain point that people had. I wasn't sure if people like felt that way. I know I felt that way for sure. And I still feel that way. Even when I go to a new park, even though I'm an experienced rider, let's see, I got to drink more water. I'm like mildly congested right now. I need to take that 
that allergy nose spray. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> Justin, so what I would say, this, this is how your session should go. First time at the park, okay? First time at the park, leave your bike in your car, go walk into the skate park. And you might get some weirder looks this way, but it's okay, just, just walk around. Um, and while you're doing this, take a mental note of what's going on where. Like if you see a skater guy trying a tray flip over here and he's nowhere near landing it, and he, but he's working on it, like keep that in the back of your head. And uh, you know, you see this spot over here that's pretty out of the way, you see this obstacle that you wanna learn fakies on and, and this bank, and you just get a general map of the skate park and you get an idea of where people are actually riding. And uh, that map of the skate park is very important because sometimes you'll be riding around and you'll jump out of the quarter thinking that it's a quarter and you'll look down and it's a spine. And then you're like, oh my God, um, I've done that twice <laughs> and it's not very fun. So so walk around and, and get a mental like visual where all the obstacles are and where the people are hanging out and things like that. And then once you do that, go grab your bike, come into the park and, uh, and just start riding. But now when you go into to ride, ride make sure you're staying out of those areas that you noticed beforehand where people are trying tricks i've seen it a lot of times where a new person skater or biker whoever will come to the park and uh get in somebody's way who's like a regular there and it's it's so crazy to see i don't know if it's subconscious or if it's conscious but from the rest of the, like the time forward that guy can never get a run in because everyone will go right before him. And, and I think it's on purpose, obviously. Um, but it's like the, the respect gets the respect. And I think a lot of newer riders at the park, you just, you just don't know when people are going like park awareness is something that takes a while to learn. And, uh, and it'll really ruin a session for you if you accidentally get in the wrong person's way. And like I said, I've seen skaters, this happen with new skaters, new bikers and everything. So um, so just have the park awareness and when you're going, know where you're going and know where people are planning to go um, before you go. That's really the only thing, man. It, take it in sections, um, work on like individual spot tricks in an individual area. And then uh, if the park opens up, you can kind of cruise around and take the whole park. I don't know what your park looks like if it's a bunch of bowls or what, but um, but the biggest thing I'd say just go scope it out first and then have a mental note of where things are happening to try and avoid those areas. Now, as things move around, right, you're able to move to areas that aren't being uh, ridden. Like in my park, there's a flat spot, the flat spot, the most important spot to roll along at high speeds when you're trying to go somewhere. And all the skaters at my park, the flat spot is the best place to stand and try um, ollies. And um, so anyway, it's very tough to get a line in there, but then sometimes they move from this flat spot over to this flat spot and so then my session moves from over here over to here and so you just kind of got to migrate especially on a bike like if you hit a, a small skater it's like a freight train I've done that too and uh and it's, it's pretty crazy so anyway Justin just have fun though have fun too I'll let you know when I get those videos out though because I'll make them They'll help you. They'll be very helpful. Sean's just getting back into riding 20 years later too. I love that. All right, Eco says, how much is bike school? And then I also saw him say, is it a one-time or a yearly? So Eco, it used to be um, a yearly. 
option and then we just changed it so now it's a lifetime option so the 250 dollars gets you in for life and uh, part of the group we have over 40 different members and dude everyone in there is so helpful so cool we just uh christian joined yesterday and so it's like put a welcome post in hey guys everyone say what's up to christian and uh and everyone's like yo welcome and uh it's it's so cool like i love the community that we have in there but anyway those guys they're in there for life so that is the deal with that yeah you go if you have any questions about it let me know because i can definitely um, answer those and help you figure out if it's the right thing for you victor says hello i'm a little late today it's okay victor i hope you're having a great day oh man we're we're hearing about these custom bike builds right now um jaylen says it's my last week on my custom oh no why is it your last week oh on my custom sunday discovery build been riding it for a little more than a year and i just ordered an snm atf frame with a longer top tube that's sick man that's sick what are you gonna do with the sunday frame now blue what's up blue blue says is a sunday scout for 400 pounds a good deal I know from your review, you wasn't impressed by it, but at this discount price, is it still worth it? Um, I don't know what that is in, in like in terms of dollars, cause it doesn't convert straight across. Um, bike prices don't. So it would be like, I, I'll have to find it. Wait, did you say Sunday Scout or Sunday Primer? No, <laughs> I'm gonna say no, just because it's the Sunday Scout. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You can get like the Sunday Primer, is basically the same thing as the scout the scout has a little bit more quality like like just minuscule amount it's not even enough and the primer is way cheaper and so i guess if that price that 400 pounds puts the scout um to be less expensive than the sunday primer then i would say yeah i guess that that brings it down enough to where it matters um here look let's pull this up on screen look watch i'm gonna pull this up and then i'm gonna be completely wrong um, but anyway, yeah, and I don't, I love Sunday, right? I love a lot of Sunday's bikes. I do think their lower line is overpriced and the Scout, especially the Scout really like was disappointing to me. So here we go. This is the score sheet guys. And look, the Scout is uh, here. Here's the Scout $519 American dollars and it scores a 2.6 in quality. The value factor is only a five. The way the people arcade is the same price. It scores a three in quality. And uh, the value factor is a little bit higher. So um, look, look, the Scout. So I don't know what that discount is. If, if it's $400, but I know it's not, it's pounds. You use the pound sign. Um, that would put it way down here. And like, what would the value factor be if the Sunday Scout was 400? It'd be 6.5. So that's pretty decent instead of a 5.0. But it, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think the Scout, like, I feel like Sunday should just, 86 it like get rid of the scout we don't we don't need the scout as an option um and and again i don't know what the full retail price of the scout is in pounds versus the discount price i mean i know the discount price but i don't know the full retail price so it's hard to say how much lower it is does that make sense because um, I know in dollars, if it was 519 marked down to $400, I'd say that's probably, that's that's a lot better. That makes it a decent bike to buy. But I don't know if that's the case for, your, for you English people. Good question though, Blue. That is a good question because that, see, and that changes things. My, my reviews aren't 
necessarily really negative towards low quality bikes but it's it's about the value and it's about you can spend like in the scout case you can spend 19 dollars less and get a bike with full chromoly then it's a no-brainer that the scout is a terrible option like the colt controls 19 dollars less and it's got a full chromoly frame it's got a double wall rim it's got fully sealed bearings it's solid and uh so anyway that's that's where it all comes from it's not that i hate the low quality bikes but it's like when you look at it from a value perspective there are some overpriced options okay i'm just going through i'm looking for some comments looking for the comments what's up rado who is this guy rado rado was probably in the live streams back before i had a thousand subscribers or yeah probably before 2000 for sure uh <laughs> he'd always say the funniest things and uh, then he disappeared he disappeared. I said, RIP Rado, but Rado's back. Rado is back. Uh, welcome Rado. Did you buy your BMW yet? Let's talk about Stuart's bike build. Sweet tooth frame. Good frame. Very good frame. BSD acid forks. I love BSD. Shadow Chula Tula stem. I don't know about that. I've broke a lot of shadow stems. Federal drop V2 bars. 9.5 inches. Stuart, how tall are you, man? How tall are you? Eclaw vent sprocket. Volume 22, 48, 22 millimeter, 48 spline cranks. BSD Jonan pedals with Path Pro tires. Sean's over here with two bikes. Sean's got a Gary... Gary Young special and the Malum. That's sick, man. You got the two different bikes. Victor's on the We The People Envy. Name got the We The People Justice. White Boy's got the Stolen Sinner XLT. John has the uh, Haro Race Light Pro and a Kink Whip. And a lot of guitars. Look at your profile. John, I bet you shred those guitars like you shred the bike. Yiko, see, this is where Yiko came from. Yiko was the guy, Yiko, in 25 words, summarize your experience with time to shine summarize your experience time to shine um because this is where yiko yiko that video has a lot of views you're famous now um not really i mean it has a decent amount and what i love about it anyway so yiko from alive he was talking about how he ordered from time to shine and they said they're gonna ship this day and then they didn't then a week later and then they didn't and then a week later they didn't and um anyway so i clipped that as a live and i posted it as its own video and uh there's a lot of people that had the same experience so yiko wasn't the only one now there are some people that had a really good experience with time to shine and i think that should also be recognized and uh but anyway that's where yiko i remember now yiko i remember stuart burrows hi what are some good tricks to learn and I got the bike you recommended me. Awesome, Stuart. That is sick. <sighs> Some tr good tricks to learn. So guys, I want your opinion here. What do you guys think Stuart should work on first? Uh, throw it in here. What do you think Stuart should work on first? And yeah, throw it in there because a lot of you guys are at that same point. Like, what are you guys working on after just getting your first bike? What I'm going to say for you, Stuart, is I'm going to say to watch um, this manual trainer video. I'm going to send it in the chat and then um, build one of those because you should work on fakies, manuals, bunny hops. I think those are three of the most important things that you could work on early on. Here, I'm actually, this is what I'm gonna, um, this is an ebook that I wrote. This is the six week foundation ebook. And there's a section here at just that. There is a section just that store. So I'm gonna pull it up on screen and then we can look at it. Okay, so this is the ebook. This is what it, the cover. Oh, hello. Look at me doing a bar spin. We got a clock in here. How cool. Um, this is what I, the first part here is to work on these tricks. Okay. Bunny hop, fakey, manual. Oh my God. It has a, uh, <laughs> there's a password protected page on there. And I, 
you guys can see the password, but uh, <laughs> anyway, hold on, hold on. Everyone's going to scroll back and see it. Anyway, we'll change the password because um, people who bought the book get this. <laughs> That's funny. In the six week foundation, you'll get these uh, exclusive videos and they're just like two minute tips that kind of run you through the different tricks uh, that I was talking about, the fakie, the manual and the, uh, the bunny hop. And so anyway, there's a password to that page. And uh, <laughs> um, hold on, let me go back to the book because what you want to do, Stuart, is you want to start with those things. First off, okay, you just want to start with bunny hops because they're going to build into, that's what I was going to show you. That is what it was because they all build into other tricks, okay? So like you have basic tricks here. And when you start out, you're working on manual, bunny hop, jumping, foot jams flat, pumping, fakie, X up rise, because all of these have very low risk. So if you get hurt, um, you're not likely to get hurt on any of these, right? And they build into these beginner tricks. So like you cannot 180 if you don't learn the bunny hop first. You can't can can if you don't learn how to jump. And uh, so they all go into each other. And so as a brand new rider, like these are the things you should work on first. And I talk about later how to kind of structure your session and do your lines in a way that will uh, help you build on those skills because obviously you're going to come to a point where you don't need to work on the basic tricks anymore and you can just work on the uh, the beginner tricks when you're starting out to warm up warm up with the beginner tricks and then move on to uh, practicing the advanced tricks and things like that so anyway beginner tricks okay beginner tricks work on the beginner tricks manual bunny hop fakie are the easiest ones and they all build into something so and even i just saw you can already bunny hop even if you can bunny hop every day in the book that's that's one of the first habits i want you to build is every single day work on bunny hops um because they just if you can bunny hop one foot you can still learn hop bar spins but it's going to be a lot easier to learn hop bar spins if you can bunny hop three feet right it's just it's just how it works so building those up even if you can already do it that constant practice like imagine how good you'd be at manuals if you spent 30 minutes every single day manualing for three months you'd look back and be like wow i am a manual god um and that's just how it goes so you got to put in that work um but those are the things i would uh recommend yo did i see beef bmx in here what is up donovan how you doing man uh beef bmx Max is like, uh, he's, he's in the lives a while ago and uh, now he is back here. And then I also saw our good friend Salvador Blanco. Awesome guys. Awesome. Welcome. Happy Friday. Um, I just got to go back and find these, uh, these comments. I got to find these comments. There are a lot of comments, lots of comments. Hey, Jared says bike school is rad. Jared, thank you. I love, I love Jared. I love the sport. Jared's one of my favorite men. We have Thomas in there too. So Jared and Thomas are, are some of my favorites. Thomas is like the hype man. I was texting Nick. I was like, yo, uh, Thomas needs a hype man position because anything like he's just so hyped on BMX, you know, anything that anyone does, he's hyped on it. And I, I freaking love it. I love the energy. Okay, cool. I, guys, I had to scroll up a long way, a long way to get to the comments, but, uh, but I'm here now. We, well, now they just moved. Um, Justin says, I appreciate the advice. You're welcome, Justin. You are welcome. And our, who's, Stuart says, do a review on the Mafia Kush K2 and are Mafia bikes any good? Jared says, Mafia is poop mostly. <laughs> um, hey, what's up, Richard? Welcome to the stream, Richard. How you doing, man? Um, yeah, so where is the, the Mafia question? I'll just run on it real quick. Price to quality wise, Mafia is solid, okay? They're, I mean, you get double wall rims, which arguably aren't as good as like, uh, like say fly single wall rims or different single wall rims. But anyway, um, 
what I don't like about Mafia is generally they're lower priced, lower tier, direct to consumer bikes. And the gist of it is what they're doing. So like Kink makes bikes. Kink sells it to a distributor who sells it to bike shops, who sells it to customers. Mafia sells it direct to consumers. So their margins are a lot healthier. They make a lot more margin off of their bike sales, um, especially because they're, they're really cheap, like uh, um, Alibaba bikes. So anyway, Mafia has a lot of margin. Now Kink, when Kink makes money off of their bike sales, they produce champagne, they pay riders, they pay riders to go on trips, they put on events, they, they put that money back into BMX. And what happens when somebody buys a Mafia, that money just goes to the owners and you never really see it in the BMX world. So when you think about core BMX and you think about like what supports the dream of being a professional rider, the big brands like Kink, Sunday, even Hoffman, um, Mongoose does more than Mafia for the BMX economy. Um, the mafia doesn't do much so in a like in a scenario where mafia sold uh, all the bikes right nobody else was able to sell bikes because let's say mafia came out with a really good bike that was really affordable um people quit buying kink they quit buying sunday they quit buying um fit and then everyone just bought mafia what would happen is the bike shops would inevitably if they kept their business model go out of business sponsored riders wouldn't get paid anymore um and we wouldn't have bmx so that's like that's a doomsday scenario, but they don't put their money back into BMX. So to support them, I don't really encourage people to buy them. Now for a brand new rider um, who's who's generally smaller because they're 20 inch bikes, I'm pretty sure they're 20 inch. You know, actually I don't know off the top of my head. I thought they, they were a 20.00 inch top two, but they might not be. Um, if they are anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter for a smaller new rider. Mafias are fine. Like if it's your first bike ever, they're going to be fine. I just don't like the fact that they don't, uh, put money back in BMX. Yiko is going to start riding his bike and maybe join bike school once the snow melts. I couldn't imagine it's Alexa. What's the temperature outside? It's 64 degrees here tonight. Expect a low of 39. Um, you guys living in the snow, I feel for you. It is tough. You can't go out and ride. You gotta, you can't go out barefoot. You gotta start your car before you go out and start, uh, before you go and get in your car. Like that is tough life. That is tough guys. All right. Caden, another question from Caden. Caden says, sorry for all the questions. It's okay. It's okay, Caden. What is a good price for a custom? I have over 800 saved, but don't think that's enough. Also, do you know of a good 20 inch top tube frame? Let's look at that thing again, because those are the only 20 inch options, but price wise, I guess you could add all the cheapest ones. Um, Dance Comp did a custom bike build with pretty much the most affordable parts that Mike could find and all from Dance Comp and he built it for under a thousand. So that's fully custom. This is for a, a bigger 20 inch than yours, but uh, under a thousand, right around a thousand, you can get it put together with mostly um, second tier parts like Salt Plus, um, Submission and some core brands, but mostly like the secondary. Uh, lower tier brands but anyway i'd say around a thousand would be good and for you kaden like that would be fine even if you're using those secondary brands as long as they're full cremali and they're they're the stronger versions uh you'll be good 
you will be fine. But um, yeah, I think you'd have to save up just a little bit more because like the frame on here, the cheapest frame, maybe you can go the sale route and buy a bunch of sale stuff, but the cheapest frames around like, I mean, the total Killabee is 255, but majority of them are about 300 bucks. And then that only gives you 500 to spend on the parts. But if you get the stolen build kit, that should put you 529. That puts you just at 900. That puts you right over the 800. Uh, so yeah, so, and, and and as, in terms of a good frame, I think the Sabrosa Rose, Rose frame is good. They do a lot geared towards smaller riders. So the geometry on that Rose frame is going to be better for you since you're a little bit smaller than say the Colt, uh, the Colt Shorty would be good. Then say the Heaven's Gate frame, but oh my God, look at all these questions. Um, let's see here. Stuart says, Doug, do a bike check. I will. I need to buy a bike. I, I, I need a new bike. That bike's old, falling apart. Well, uh, once, once I build the bike I want to build, we'll do a good um, video. Oh my. I gotta, I really want to answer all these questions. We're over an hour, but um, this is for you. You know, we'll go a little bit longer because uh, because 11 o'clock didn't work out. We'll go a little bit longer. GM Craig says, is the Anthony Panza signature BMX good? Uh, that's the cult devotion. The Panza signature devotion. One, I think the color looks amazing. And two, yeah, it's good. Um, 21 inch top tube. 13.65 inch chainstay. So that bike is really long, long wheelbase. So you've got to be, I'd say like six foot, six foot one, six foot two, six foot three uh, for that bike. If you're smaller, it's going to be pretty hard for you to control because it's going to be too big. Richard says, Hey Douglas, what's your preference on front load versus top load stems and why? Oh my God. That was another thing in the, in a different book. I personally, top loads the way to go uh, because I just, I've got to pull up this picture. You guys are getting a look at all the eBooks right now. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. Oh, I didn't do a side-by-side -side, like a uh, comparison of it. But anyway, the, uh, oh, it's in the exclusive video. Um, it's hard to explain it without like having, hold on. This is what I did in the, the exclusive videos for the BMX spec thing, but it's very hard to draw a stem too, but bear with me guys. Hold on. Let me draw this stem because we got to answer this question. This is a good question. Oh my, that does not look like a stem. <laughs> I'm doing this really quick to like get it done. Can you guys even hear me? Um, so Richard, this is why I like top load stems. Now these are forks. Don't, don't worry about the forks. This is a, this is a front load. Okay. And this is a top load. And when you, your bars, this is where your bars are right here. And it's pretty much parallel with the center of the stem with your top load. You get your bars are, that's supposed to be an arrow. Your bars are going to be a little bit higher up than the center of the stem. And so you can essentially compensate, um, for your smaller bars by getting a stem with a little bit of rise, a top load stem with a little bit of rise. And that's why is it the cinema projector, the cinema projector stem is a front load stem, but it's angled up to give you rise. Uh, and, but it looks like a front load stem. It looks ridiculous. I'm a hater on it, but some people love it. Um, but anyway, that's why I like the top load. I like that it has some extra rise. It puts your bars up here like this instead of flat, which for me being taller, only riding 8.9 inch bars is great. Uh, just gives, gives them that higher height. So that's why I love top load, not front load, but it's, it's really, it's a preference thing. Like you might find you love front load. And in that time drawing on the whiteboard, my, uh, my thing got moved down. So this is a good point here from Stuart. He says, I wouldn't buy a custom till I'd ridden a few years and ran a couple different size bikes and parts. Usually look for a second hand complete. Ooh, Hey, that's a good idea. If you can find a 
bikes, uh, a used bike, then you can grab that and upgrade it. Now, maybe that used bike is the wrong top tube size for you. You could grab a 20 inch frame and upgrade it to that. And then you can start piecing things out. That's a pretty decent idea, Stuart. Um, but yeah, that, <clears throat> and that is a good point because a lot of people spend thousands of dollars on a custom bike and then they only ride for like eight months. And then it's like, whoa, I just spent all this money on a bike. What do I do now? And we don't want that to happen. Uh, Kaden, but it sounds like, like you've been riding for a while on your 18. It sounds like you're pretty serious about the sport and actually really talented. So putting money into this upgraded bike um, is probably gonna be fine. Salvador says, yo, do you remember the two cinema wheels with the ZX ho free coaster hub that broke? Are those valuable? I was thinking about throwing them to the trash, but the rim and spokes are okay, so I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't toss them. Like if you take it apart and toss the hub, I think that's fine, but it's always good to have different rims and hubs. Like let's say Salvador, you wanna buy a planetary hub or you wanna, you know, you need a new hub for whatever reason. Like you have the rims and the spokes, assuming the spokes are the right size, to build up a second wheel and that could save you 60, 80, $100 on building a custom wheel. So I would keep the spokes and the rims, but I've, I'm a pack rat. I have all kinds of stuff in the garage that I, I might never touch. So I don't know. <laughs> Jared got some colony sweet tooth forks delivered today. That's awesome, man. Um, Victor, I'm looking for the best full face BMX helmet. Any suggestions? I think does Bell have like a carbon full face helmet? Hey, why isn't helmet? Oh, here it is. I'm on Dan's comp. Let's look real quick. They're very expensive, but I mean, for the best, that would be it. My friend got, I think it's a Bell full face. Spent way too much money on it, but uh, a full face. Here we go. Let's look. Let's look. Fly has a lot. Troy Lee, expensive. I'm just looking for the most expensive. Oh, no, this isn't it. This is a, a fly race. He $489. Ooh. Okay, this POC one, I'm gonna say the POC. POC is really good. I trust POC with my with my brain. I don't know, Victor, I haven't tested a bunch of full face, so it's gonna be hard for me to, to give you a good answer on that. Um, one thing though to look for, Nick and I, Nick rants about this a lot, and I learned this from Nick, is that <clears throat> when you're getting a full face, make sure it's rated. Um, bicycle like a lot of people will get a full face motorcycle helmet or dirt bike helmet and the foam inside there is a lot harder because it's rated for a higher speed impact than bicycle and so if you crash your bike with the harder foam on a on a dirt bike helmet it's going to be counterproductive for you because it's not designed for that lower speed impact and that lower impact so that's something to think about uh, but i'm going to send this a uh, POC helmet it's not 500 oh i just closed it oh my god hold on Hold on. There's so many questions that I need to answer and I'm like over here just bopping around on, on Dan's comp looking at helmets. <laughs> hey, what the hell? Okay, I give up. Oh, here it is, here it is. Pock. We love Pock. I don't know about this full face, but their not full face have been amazing. I've had a, a bunch of Pock helmets. But like I said, not the full face. Hey, Toby's on Twitch. Toby's new to the stream. Hey, Toby, what's up, man? Um, you can ask your questions or come over to YouTube. That's where majority of people are on YouTube. I throw it on Twitch. I don't know if I'm even allowed to stream to Twitch and YouTube at the same time, but I'm doing it. So uh, welcome, Toby. Welcome. Toby, do you ride bikes? What kind of BMX do you have? Bubba's. I love Bubba's. I'm, I'm, I'm going to rant about Bubba's, but I'm not. I'm not. Good choice, Jared. Good choice. I got to scroll back up a bunch. Just That Channel, what's up? Just That Channel popped in for a little bit and wanted to say hi, but he's gotta go do some stuff. So he said, hi, bye. Bye, Just That Channel. Oh, so many questions. I don't think I've ever had uh, this many questions going on right now. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Oh my God. And uh, 
Yiko is talking about the time to shine. Okay, here, I've, I've caught up to where I was at. I just want to go through all of these. And, uh, but damn, by the time I get there, they've all moved around. Beef BMX loves the setup. I think I already uh, shouted him out, I think. What's up, Angel? Angel's trying to learn bunny hops. Um, I actually have a bunny hop video for you guys. Um, I'll send it to you. If you got a recommendation from me, you'll get an email to that bunny hop video. It's a how-to video. It'll help you guys out a ton. I know a lot of you guys are learning bunny hops. If you want the bunny hop video, just say, I want the bunny hop video and, uh, and I'll figure out how to get it to you. Yeah. So Richard's just starting out. He works on manuals and bunny hops. We'll add in the fakie. Good choice, man. Those are like the triangle, you know, the core three, those are the core three. Wow. We got lots of emails today. I flock. What's up, man? Welcome back to the stream. We've got a lot of people um, <laughs> who used to be on the stream coming back to the stream this time around. What's up, man? How you been? How you been? Sam says, hey, Doug, congrats on 9K. Thank you, Sam. I wanted to be at 10K by now, but, you know, we're, we're working on it real slow. Real sl I mean, I don't know. I think it's relatively fast. If I look back at where I was at like a year ago, I don't even know if I was at a thousand a year ago. So 9K is good. Well, 90K would be better, but thank you, Sam. Thank you so much. Angel, yo, Bob, I wrote you an email for a bike shipment you wanted me to update you on. I hope you get a chance to read it. Angel, Angel, how long ago is that? Yeah, a Angel, um, send it again because I did not see it. Sometimes I miss it. Like I said, I get a good amount of emails. Um, so yeah, send it one more time. It sounds like uh, that Eminem song, you know, yo, Bob, I wrote you an email, but you still ain't calling. Got your number, the, the, the. you know, uh, Slim, Slim, is that the song? Stan, Stan, it's Stan. Ooh, Stuart says it's one degree Celsius. Oh my God. <clears throat> 17 degrees in Chicago. Yeah, what's your guys', what's your temperatures at, guys? Is the winter time to hit the gym? Yeah, that's smart. <clears throat> when you're not able to ride, go out, still get that form of exercise, build up your muscles, build up your, your cardio so that you can hop on the bike and shred. <clears throat> Nazar says, hey, I want to get into BMX. I've ridden some of my friend's bikes. Overall, I really like the sport. That's awesome, man. Uh, it is a very, I'm a little biased, but it is an amazing sport. I think it's one of the best sports. And here's why. Here's why. I'll go on a two, one minute tangent. One minute tangent. Football. I, I'm big, right? I was a decent football player. I, I pretended to have asthma when I played basketball, so I didn't have to run as much. I hated basketball, so I definitely pretended to have asthma. Football, I love football. Um, but this is this is the thing, though, is if I gave 110%, it didn't really matter because somebody else could be giving 5%, 10%, like the whole team is like, I guess that's something beautiful about football is that it's a team effort. But with BMX, whatever you put into the bike, you get out of it. So if you bust your ass working on a trick, you're gonna get that trick. And like your progression is completely linear with how hard you work on it. Whereas other sports, it, it depends on other people. And like, that's just really annoying. Uh, so that's why I love BMX. It's such a good sport. Stuart says, hey Doug, have you ever considered mountain biking? Um, yeah, I have one day I'll buy a downhill, like a dirt jumper, not a downhill, a dirt jumper. I'll buy a dirt jumper because I have a lot of fun hopping on them and riding them around. It's so different <coughs> for me than BMX. It's very different, uh, just cause I'm not used to it, but big dirt jumps are a lot more fun on a dirt jumper than on a little BMX. 
Oh, now Nazar. So Nazar says, I want to get in the sport. Now he says, I'm looking for a street bike. My height's higher than six foot. My budget's five to six hundred dollars. Can you recommend anything? Um, yeah, Nazar. So what I would get is the Kink Whip XL. That would be my first pick just because quality wise, it's good. It's within your budget and uh, it's a 21 inch top tube, which is what you need being over six foot one. Boom. Uh, I'll send you this link, Nazar. This is the bike I'm talking about. It's five hundred bucks. The color is kind of cool. It's a little, uh, I don't know. It's not, what's the word? It, it's not black, I guess. It's not a black color. Black color is just so basic and uh, generalized. That's it. That's it. Generalized. It's not a real generalized color. It's kind of a unique color. So anyway, check that out. It's within your budget. It's good height for you. And uh, oh my God. So I still haven't even got to Yiko talking about Time to Shine. But it's here. I, we're coming up. We're coming up. Hold on. Almost there, guys. Almost to the comments keeps getting moved around <laughs> hey you got jared and stuart's phones jared your phone's always dying and in the bike school chat we were talking about iphones versus android and you know your iphone wouldn't die just kidding they all die they all die <laughs> all right i'm still just looking for uh for the comment it's i get skipped down to the bottom and then i gotta like scroll back up to find where i was at because guys like you guys know i always say this but this is for you guys this is so that you can get answers to your questions because i know bmx is confusing and there are a lot of questions. So I want to give you guys this time to answer every single one. And we're almost at an hour and a half. This is for the live was supposed to start at 11 and it didn't start until 12. So now we're just going to do a marathon live. We're doing a real long live. I'm going to answer all your questions, um, but I've got to find the freaking questions. <laughs> Keep throwing in the comments, guys. You guys are going off. I love it. Wow. Angel's riding the rim signature bike and he wants to build it up from there for his serious bike to start his journey again. So um, you're back to ride it. Angel, how long ago has it been? I can't remember. If you've told me, I can't remember. How long How long of a break did you take? Uh, Jalen says, wow, I'm surprised you only ride 8.9. I run 10.5 in the Odyssey Boss top load and at 6.3. Yeah, I want to go up to about 9.5. I don't think I'd go up to 10.5. Um, I really, my opinion, having my bars a little bit lower than normal gives me more leverage for bunny hops because my bars start at a lower point and so then I can pull it up a little bit more. There's a point where this becomes counterproductive, like if they were way lower, but when they're way too high, you're you're starting up with your arms like this, I guess, and you can't get enough enough pop. That's just my my take on it. That's probably totally wrong, but you never know. Uh, Angel, are you in America or are you in Canada? Where are you? Because if you're in America, I always recommend Dan's Comp. We work together on a lot of different things, but they uh, they have a good mission for growing the sport, just like me. So we work together a lot. We work together a lot, and then they uh, they had a rough patch. So there was a while there where they were. I think the company got sold, and a lot of orders didn't get fulfilled. And so now that they're up in full swing with this new owner, um, it's a family-owned thing, but it's a huge company that owns it now. It's huge. They they do a lot. And uh, now their biggest priority after what happened before during the sale is that they like work very hard to make sure that none, nothing like that happens again, because I think it gave them a pretty tough uh, for a while. It, it, I lost all trust in them because I used to buy from Dan's when I was starting out everything like my my bike back there. I spent eighteen hundred on it from Dan's just 
And then all this happened and I was like, oh, I don't trust them anymore. But then they got back into it. They hired a lot of the old guys back who used to run it and they're great. They're all so great to work with. And I get emails about, hey, I bought this from Dan's Comp like you recommended and it was amazing. The customer service was top notch. Um, actually, Salvador's in here in the chat. Salvador had a hub issue that should have been Kink's issue to fix, but Dan's Comp went ahead and took care of it. And I was really impressed with that. So is this even, am, am I ever gonna find, um, Isoflux been missing my stream by minutes. Hey, that's a good point. If I would have ended this right at an hour, you probably would have missed it, but we're just, we're going along. We're trucking an hour and 29 minutes. Okay, I think I missed, um, what is his name? I missed Yiko's comment. And I really wanted to see Yiko's comment and get to it. And then I like, I missed it. Hold on. So now we're going to find Yiko's comment here. If maybe I didn't miss it. I don't know. But while I'm doing this, you guys tell me which trick you think is the hardest. So there's a lot of tricks out there. Do you think an ice pick down a 20 sets the hardest? Do you think a triple front flips the hardest? What's the hardest trick? Okay. I don't know. Yiko's comment is gone. But anyway, you guys read Yiko's comment about what happened with time to shine. And um, that was a crazy deal. There's so many comments. <laughs> Oh, my thing, I'm gonna say the hardest trick. Imagine a double backflip turndown, crazy. Um, name is shouting out Josiah Fraud. That's your friend, is that your friend's channel? Uh, go, go subscribe to Joshua Fraud if you wanna watch some BMX stuff. Donovan says, yes, you don't need anyone but yourself to ride and that's the best part. It is, dude, you just get in your own head and you go. Sean's in here with the, uh, the bike eye bone tongue emoji. <laughs> Just get the ferry with the bike out to Holland and bang street some local parks. Holland? What's up, Splits? Yeah, so, and Luis, we got, oh my gosh, how are you guys doing? Stuart cycled across Holland and Belgium on a BMX. That's rad. Um, Stuart, one time I went to a contest in Dumbarton and then I stayed at an Airbnb in Dumbarton and then my bus left from Glasgow the next morning and the bus went from Glasgow all the way down to Cardiff. I think it was Cardiff. Anyway, um, I had to get on the bus and so I went to bed, like I laid in bed at my Airbnb and I looked at the time uh, that the trains would start because I needed to take the train from Dumbarton to Glasgow and they didn't start in time. The trains didn't start till like nine and my bus left at nine. And I was like, oh my God. So I woke up at six and I got my, uh, my backpack, my bike bag, my computer bag, everything on my back. And then I just started riding and I, I rode from Dumbarton to Scotland. I think it, I don't know how long it was. I had to ride on the M1 and that was crazy. Anyway, the moral of the story, it was a long, let's see, how long is this? Um, I, I really want to look because I can't remember, but the moral of the story, no, I can't tell you guys the, the moral of the story. That's the kicker. It's a 30 minute drive. It's a 22 uh, mile, it's 22 miles. I took the bike route. It says it's an hour and 24 minutes. I guess that's not that bad. It's a long time on your bike standing up though. And then um, I got there to the train station 15 minutes after the freaking bus left. So I missed the bus <laughs> and I was pretty sad. I was very defeated. It was a tough, oh, that was tough. Uh, so then I took the train. I spent 50 pounds to take the train to uh, Birmingham to meet my bus. And then I lost my train ticket. I had to buy another ticket. It was just terrible. Uh, Donovan, are you still working on tail whips, man? You've gotten a couple though, right? That's good. It'll, it'll just go up from there. You know, it'll just go up from there. Stuart, if you had a channel just documenting these journeys, I think that would be so cool. Like 
Uh, that's something I want to do. This that would be rad. I'd love to watch it. Angel's back after a six-year break due to a back injury in a dirt bike accident, but he's back. That's crazy. Back injuries are serious, man. What? A Chinook? Chinook is a double bar, double crank flip at the same time. So is that a straight double bar, double crank flip, or is it like a bar catch bar double crank flip? Is it a straight crank double crank, or is it a crank flip catch crank flip? That's crazy. Angels in Puerto Rico. Yeah, close enough, man. I I don't think about Puerto Rico as as American uh, country, but uh, it is. I mean, it's territory. What is that like? Is it is stuff really expensive over there? Not so much. Yiko says bry flips the hardest. I could agree. Tried bike flips, but a bry flip, how do you, you twist your bars, right? And then you yeet it around, but that hurts your shoulder. <laughs> All right, guys, this was a great stream. Um, if there's any last minute questions, throw them up on here. Glossy, what's up, Glossy? Double bar, double crank. Wow, that is crazy. All right, cool. Well, you guys are rad. This was a super fun stream. Big shout out to, um, what is Sophie Randall saying? Void.fy. Look, there's a sex bot. We were talking about you, Sophie. We were talking about you. Um, anyway, great stream. You guys are awesome. I want to shout you guys out, um, but hold on. I got to send a message. I, I can use emojis on my Mac, but it's, it's a very slow process. It's very slow. This is for Sophie. Even though she's not doing emojis, she's just doing links but put your favorite bike emojis in the chat guys favorite bike emojis and uh yiko thanks for coming back on the stream yeah big shout out to yiko and stuart and name and beef bmx and glossy and Luis. oh what's up Luis is saying what tricks should i learn before bar spin uh lewis is always on the stream so big shout out to lewis uh <laughs> lewis you should work on i'd say bunny hops x-ups tire grabs are you doing hop bars Bunny hops would be the biggest thing. Like you, there's nothing that goes straight into a bar spin, I guess, except no handers, X-ups, T-bogs. T-bogs would be pretty good. All of those, anything that takes a hand off and gets used to putting a hand back on and moving your hands around, stuff like that. Stuart says pull-up bar. While that could get you the concept of the bar spin, I think that pull-up bars form bad habits for a lot of people because when you actually do a hop bar, the timing's a little bit different. But if you're having trouble figuring out how to get the bar spin around. The bar spin, like the pull-up bar will get you through that, but um, you might have a harder time learning hop bars just because the timing's different. So yeah, oh, you can already pull-up bar. Dude, send it. Just make sure your bunny hops are pretty good and uh, and send it. Peanut butter says, do you respect mountain bike? Um, yeah, man, of course, but two wheels, man. If it's got two wheels, even scooters, I think scooters are hard for me, but it's like any kind of action sport takes dedication and it takes an insane amount of persistence because it's not something you learn overnight. It's not something you learn in a day, a month, usually not even in a year. Uh, so same with mountain bike, same with scooters, same with rollerblade, like anybody who puts their life at risk in a sense to learn tricks on say bike but rollerblades and scooters aren't bikes on on something else to learn tricks on something else like that takes that's respect you know respect for all that even skateboard i don't love the skateboarder attitude skateboarding is hard very very hard so super respect to that um name says love that channel all right you guys are awesome shout out everyone hanging out here in the stream you guys have a good rest of your day um bike school live on monday we go live on bike school check out the manual trainer video and that's it that's it guys have a great rest of your day thank you so much for hanging out with me and we'll see you next time peace